When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, tape live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, if you're interested in getting Going In Raw ad-free in the audio realm, Hit us up over at goinginraw.supercast.tech. For $3 a month, you can get the show completely ad-free. If you want it with bonus episodes, you can go over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. $5 a month, you can get it ad-free. want to give a quick shout-out to some new patrons over here at yes. Going In Raw. Zach the Ripper. I wonder if any relation to Jack. Uh, Artie Placentia. Rich Leclerc the third. Wow, that's a name. That's well, that's that a, a name. fancy name right there. It is. Uh, Ellis Ott and uh, Sam, Caleb Baldwin and Derek Rice Jr. Oh, this is a brand new one here. Uh, Adam, that's cool. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much. Wow, that's great. Um, big announcement this Wednesday. Yes. For the first time, we will be defending our Quizzlemania tag. <laughs> Team titles uh, over there at Parts Fun Known. I believe they go. We go live at 1 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, that's my understanding. Uh, yes. 4 p.m. Eastern. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're back with uh, Church of Friendos, Church of Joshi. Yes. Uh, Alex and Kayla are going to be there as well. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, the church has a 50-50 chance of retaining those tag team titles. Uh, hopefully Correct. they don't fall back in the hands of uh, 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 Team Wrestle Talk, Los Intangibles. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Smooth Pete and, Pete and Tempest. Yeah. And Tempest. And then uh, uh, Luke and uh-huh. Sully, I believe. Yep. yep. Are uh, yep. the Lovely Boys something like that? Uh, they're going to be taking us on as well. Uh, I would not be disappointed. If Luke won, because I love Luke, I think he's great. Yeah, Luke's great. Luke but great. Uh, Tempest, sort of the guy to keep our eye on, because that guy is a glossary of wrestling knowledge. Yes. But then again, we got Alex also. She's kind of a glossary herself. So, intrigue, to say the least, over there. Parts you got that right. This coming Wednesday. You got that right. Will we be transitional champions? 4 p.m. Eastern. I mean, I hope not, but I mean, it's always a possibility. Yeah. In the, you know, uh, in the name of Sid, we should, and, and Brutus, we should endeavor to retain those titles, Larson. I mean, as far as I'm concerned right now, since we don't have physical possession of the actual championship, this is the de facto, our de facto championship right here. Right there. It's right there. Right there. Look at that. It's an actual softball actually autographed by Sid Vicious. It's good stuff. It's Anyways, good stuff. Uh, more good stuff. Big E. It's going to be showing up on Raw tonight, evidently. Larson, what's going on here? Uh, so uh, 
Big E, of course, teased it last week on SmackDown during his promo, uh, saying that he could show up on Raw this week or any other week. And then Fightful Select uh, reported earlier today there's plans for Big E to be at Raw tonight, like all over the show, is mm-hmm. how they described it. Yeah. But then Mr. Money of the Bank, Big E, tweeted the following out today. So now there's basically no ambiguity that he's going to be on Raw and maybe cash in. This is what he said. Quote, let's let that cat out of the bag. I intend on cashing in my Money of the Bank contract tonight and cashing in to become WWE champion. So this is exciting. Uh, we're both massive, massive Big E fans. Um, however, him announcing that he's going to be there and cashing in leads me to believe that he's actually not going to really cash in. As much as I want it to happen, I feel like it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I saw this and I was like, okay, so, you know, uh, Fightful Select reported this. Uh, it's out there. Um, I don't know if this means uh, plans necessarily changed, but I, I get the feeling that maybe Big E's presence was intended to be a surprise, and now they're just putting out there like, hey, it's out there. Uh, let's capitalize on it, get some, you know, get some eyeballs our way just to find out what mm-hmm. does happen. Uh, I would be kind of shocked if we ended the night with Big E as WWE champion. I, I, I kind of prefer there to be some sort of, I don't know, build. I mean, I know it's money in the bank and you could just do it. You know, but I feel like the opportunistic cash in, I feel, is more fitting for the heel, uh, Mr. Money in the Banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or or Mrs. Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, when a face has it, I don't know, the opportunistic cash in doesn't, doesn't really seem to, to, to be as effective in my estimation. I feel like if you're a face and you cash in, you say, I want to cash in at the end of the show, and then you go through the process of winning the whole match and win that way, you know? Yeah, it kind of depends. I don't know, man. Like, if you're if you're Big E and Lashley is is just, you know, Lashley's in character, in character, is a bastard, you know? Yeah. And who doesn't want to see a bastard get his, his, uh, his you know, just desserts, I guess. Well, I understand that. I understand and so, that, but, I, you know, it's like I, Nikki cashing out of Charlotte. You know, she's like a smaller opponent. Charlotte, she cashed down Charlotte. I was, you know, the crowd popped for it. I think that there, there should have been a story in advance of it, but I was fine with it. I was like, it's not, you know, that doesn't make her I look mean, bad. I know, but here's the thing. It's, 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 it's being fine with it versus having a huge moment. You yeah. know, I feel like, and you bring up the, the Nikki ASH example, and I think that's that's a really fitting one where, yeah, it's fine. She cashed in after a match, when she, that or after Charlotte already had a match, hit a couple moves, and then uh, uh, won the title. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But if they had gone through the process of getting put the story together, she cashes in on Charlotte saying, I'm cashing in here, yeah. and I'm going to beat you, and she does, that is a massive moment for that character, for the arc, the story they're telling. Granted, WWE doesn't do stories well. They do moments, and I get that. But I, I don't know. I always kind of felt like opportunistic cash-ins are, are more suited for heels. Calling your shot in advance is more is, is a better way to go for faces. But, you know, if, if by the end of the night or the end of the story arc they're doing now, Big E comes out as champ, I'll be happy because uh, it's something I've looked forward to for a very long time. And, you know, if, if they may get the ball rolling on this sooner rather than later, if they want to do Lashley and Goldberg at uh, Crown Royal, where Goldberg gets his win but doesn't have to win the title, then, it'd then be a Lashley's going to have to that, drop the belt. Be such, bench, you know? It'd be such a shame for Lashley to have such a quick downfall, which would bum me out because Lashley's it would, terrific. It would. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hope I just my, you know, I hope that this is going to be uh, part of a, a story. You know, you, you called it great in the uh, in the pre-show because somebody mentioned in our chat. What if this involved Keith Lee joining the Hurt Business somehow and he spoiled Big E's cash in? I, I don't want a, a failed cash in unless, unless, unless uh, it led concretely to Big E winning that title down the line. Like I think we kind of booked in our in our uh, Fantasy Warfare I was going to bring thing. that up too, yes. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, look, I still think that the way they handled Becky Lynch uh, getting that title off Bianca killed SummerSlam for me. It does seem like they're using it to get Bianca more over, which I think is awesome. I think sacrificing, you know, that pay-per-view uh, wasn't the way to go. You could have done it a million other ways and still accomplished the same thing. Yep. Um, yep. So I think that if, if you know, this is the kind of thing where Big E comes out and uh, intends to cash in. And really, honestly, like I kind of feel like the cash in should be used in a way that because the new day are in action tonight, at least uh, according to the last raw preview I yeah, saw. Yeah. Um, yeah if it was a situation where it was that hell in a cell thing where Lashley was just murdering Xavier Woods and Big E comes out to help one of his guys and in the process wins the title, that's kind of what you want to do. But yeah. regardless, like we're not here to fantasy book. That's what we do on fantasy uh, warfare, um, fantasy booking warfare. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's in, it's intriguing. I want to see Biggie back with a new day. I want to see him on Raw, and I do want to see him as WWE champion. Yep, I just want to see it, you know, him being crowned a very legitimate champion. Uh, and so uh, that's exciting. Exactly. I, I'm I'm exactly. looking forward. That's to why you know I, I kind of feel like it, 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 if you want to make him feel more legitimate, mm-hmm. he needs to get like a proper win, you know, yeah. not the opportunistic cash. And that's just how I feel about it. But, you know, people, you know, everybody's got, got their own take. A- and aeronautical here says, could he be cashing it in, in advance? Like saying it's a specific pay-per-view. So like, yeah, there's nothing to say that him cashing in the con. Cause he says cashing in my contract and cashing in to become WWE champion. That well, doesn't mean in tonight. Yeah. It, yeah. Th- that doesn't mean that he's not saying, Hey, I'm cashing in this, cashing this in for, uh, I don't know, extreme rules. I mean, if, if yeah. Orton Lashley is supposed yeah. to happen tonight, he could say, hey, I want you at Extreme Rules in an Extreme Rules match or something like that, and then he wins it there maybe. Um, I don't know. There's a number of ways they can go with this because there's two yeah. weeks before Extreme Rules. So Exactly. Anyways, uh, speaking of former WWE uh, uh, main event level champions, Braun Strowman, he, he only won the Universal. He didn't win the WWE title, did he? Correct. Right. That was that was a, a huge story beat when he wasn't in that uh, elimination. Yes, match, that's right. right. Pierce was like, you WWE weren't the WWE champs champion. were, were, yeah. were in it. I was universal. universal. He got so confused on that <laughs> one. Uh, and, so was like, oh, I don't care. in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer mentioned that Adam Scher, the former Braun Strowman, is in talks with Impact Wrestling, Larson, but he has not signed any deal yet. Uh, Impact is making a play for some pretty big names. I thought I read somewhere mm-hmm. that they were trying to get Bray Wyatt as well. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be a huge get for Impact. They already have one uh, big man from WWE days past in uh, W. Morrissey, who's mm-hmm. doing some pretty good work over there in Impact right mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. adding a Braun Strowman to that lineup that that'd be some pretty big dudes. That would be that would be you know, and, and AEW can't take everybody that used to be in WWE. Yeah, take the, everybody. Meltzer was also talking uh, either in the newsletter or in radio. I forget what it was about uh, the idea that you know they've got a lot of big money contracts right now, 
and they're probably going to have to pump the brakes on their spending because it's not like their TV deal is all that overwhelmingly lucrative. I mean, mm-hmm. it's lucrative, but mm-hmm. to a point. Um, and he was also speculating on WWE wanting to shift the perception that all the talent's going over there and that they might try to get some of that talent over from AEW. Uh, and he mentioned Lance Archer, for example. He says that a lot yeah. of the mid-card guys and even Melissa Santos over the weekend was yeah. tweeting about her thoughts on her husband, Brian Cage, yeah. and how she feels AEW's mis- mishandling. Underutilized. Yeah. Who do you think WWE would or should go after? We have no idea what their contract statuses are like. I know we do know that Scorpio Sky recently signed re, uh, signed mm-hmm. an extension with AEW, but beyond that, I, I don't really have any info on their contracts. But so, barring that, just I mean, for fun, I mean, just I for fun, who do you think they it could would go have after? to be? The most realistic names would be the people who signed on like at the launch of AEW, because my understanding is that those were three year deals. Mm-hmm. Apart from the EVPs, of course. Yeah, of course. I think those were longer deals. Yeah. Um, but then you, you're talking Jericho, probably not. Britt Baker just signed an extension. Uh, I have a hard time believing that Pac's going to go back to WWE, but you never know. Uh, Lucha Brothers, probably not. Um, I just of of the initial roster at AEW, I can't I can't think of a lot of a, a lot of names. So I'd say, oh, maybe maybe they would go. Taking taking the contract situations out of it, there aren't many needle movers that I could really honestly see going to WWE. Like Meltzer mentions Lance Archer, you know, a guy who they probably put him back with uh, with uh, uh, with Harry Smith and reform their tag team. That's probably something they would do. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Actually, I'll be honest with you. That'd they were be, Killer Elite Squad. Killer Elite team. Squad were flipping rad. That'd be cool. Um, Cage is another name. Uh, you and I have always talked about the possibility of, you know, Hobbs, but they do seem to be heating up on him a little bit. Like, you know, they're using him a little bit more. But I mm-hmm. could totally see Hobbs, depending, again, I have no idea what his contract is like, but uh, I could see potentially Hobbs being like, yeah, I'll go, you know, you're promising me because there's going to be some mid-level guy, some, like, lower mid-level guy, I should say, who stands to make a killing just because he's with AEW, and it yeah. won't matter. The thing is, it won't matter. Nobody will care, really. Like, you can say, oh, people are coming over here. Who? I mean, who? Like, Camarado? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like, if they got Camarado, oh, he was with AEW. Okay. Like, the, the, shocking, the shocking moves are the, like, the least likely ones to happen. Like MJF's may- not going anywhere. He's not going. Like None maybe of the elite guys are going anywhere. Let me throw this name out there. the The biggest needle mover I could possibly think of is Nyla Rose. She's already been champion there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what more. I mean, they could probably do plenty more because they tend to come up with some pretty decent stories over there. But she's also become. I'm not going to say necessarily redundant, but you got Jade Cargill, who's you know they're sort of billing as like a big monster type, you know? So like maybe a Nyla Rose, like that's sort of the biggest name I could think of that possibly could jump. Yeah, maybe. And that, I mean, that would be, that would at at the very least it'd be, Oh, that's interesting. Not a needle mover necessarily, but Oh, that's interesting. It's kind of the extent of it though. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know. It's just fun to talk about. I was uh, trying to think of anybody else, but no one else pops pops 
in my head. I mean, yeah, like Orange Cassidy. There's no way Orange Cassidy should. If he's watching this, do not. Don't go to WWE. They will not know what the hell to do with you, man. They would not know what to do with that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, this was kind of shocking. Yesterday, yeah, while I was at the uh, the Gold Country Fair in Auburn, I saw this come across my Twitter. It said Samoa Joe announced yesterday via his Twitter that he sustained an injury, duh, and uh, uh, he he was not cleared to wrestle. So he yeah. effective immediately has vacated, relinquished the NXT Championship. So the way he put in there was that WWE officials wanted him to step away from the ring for a brief but undetermined amount of time. That's so what he said. Could be as little as a couple weeks to a couple months. I mean, so pretty... let's 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 paint the whole picture here, and then we can talk about it. So then, Fightful reported Fightful Select. Go subscribe to Fightful Select. By the way, they reported earlier today, I believe, that Joe was supposed to be on Raw tonight. No real clear indication what the plans were, but maybe to promote the revamped NXT. And then just before, while we were in the getting started today, William Regal posted something on Twitter and said the scheduled fatal four-way for tomorrow's NXT that was supposed to be uh, determined the new number one contender is now actually going to be for the title. So it's going to be Pete Dunne, Tommaso Ciampa, L.A. Knight, and Kyle O'Reilly. All right. So who is it, Larson? Put on your prognostication hat. Let's so open when it up was our the number one contender battle, I was saying L.A. Knight was going to win. Because yeah. But now, since it's for the actual title, LA Knight's not winning. No, not a chance, dummy. Yeah, it's either Pete Dunne or Kyle O'Reilly. With my 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 brain telling me it's going to be Pete Dunne. Neither of those answers are right. It's Tommaso Ciampa. You go with the safe pick. You go with the guy who's had it before. It's the same thing they did with Finn Balor. You put it on Tommaso Ciampa. <sighs> no. <laughs> did you know. just whisper no? No, I whispered. I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you whispered. 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Champa. Of course it's Champa. Kyle O'Reilly is not ready for so that here's shit, the thing. man. We got this revamped <laughs> NXT. Apparently, it's they're going with youth. They want to be exciting. I like Tommaso Ciampa, but he's neither of those things. He's not an exciting choice. I know he looks older than he actually is. He's only in his mid thirties. I feel like if you want to rep, if you want to find someone who represents what NXT is going to be, you go with Pete Dunne. You know who else is old and also a former NXT champion? Samoa Joe, the guy they brought in to have the championship to pass it on to whoever they're going to give it to next. It's Champa who fills the exact same role. They could just pick up where they were. And then when then he could be, he's as much of a torch passer as Samoa Joe was. So that's what you do. I know it's a, it's a new NXT. I get it. And if you're going to do a new NXT, it's probably Kyle O'Reilly. It's probably Kyle O'Reilly. Um, but that said, I think that they want a guy to pass the torch. I think that's probably Champa. So uh, that's maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'll stick with Pete Dunne. All right. Now Champ is only he thirty. Should the, he Champ should be the guy 35. to carry that title for a while. Who? Pete Dunn? Yeah. I would. I'll cheer for sure. I'll the the only guy. Yeah. I'll cheer if it's if it's Pete Dunn. I won't care if it's Champa, but I'll cheer if it's Pete Dunn. I'll openly boo if it's Kyle O'Reilly. I'll stare at my <laughs> TV and go boo. I'll laugh. I will yeah. laugh uncontrollably if it's LA Knight. Uncontrollably, it's LA Knight. <laughs> yeah, dummy. Oh yeah, look at me. Oh yeah, I'm NXT champion. NXT could happen. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Maybe. I mean, you it you said happen. you've often said, hey, this is exactly what they're looking for. Only like 15 years older. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It could be exciting NXT tomorrow. Uh, it could be an exciting Raw tonight if there's a prospect of a cash-in. Let's do a Raw preview. Bobby Lashley to defend WWE Championship against Randy Orton. So this was originally scheduled for Extreme Rules. This week was supposed to be the tag team title bout. Lashley MVP versus RK Bro. Obviously, they're mixing things up. I don't know if that, that lends more to the idea that we're getting a cash-in or not. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I mean the fact that they move this match... Hey, what do you think Samoa Joe was supposed to do on Raw, by the way? I mean, Fightful Select thought that maybe it was to promote NXT. You come, have him come out yeah. as a champion, promote NXT tomorrow. Oh, you think sense. it should be like a promo? Something like that. I was thinking he'd come out there and beat Cross again. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my mind. I'm like, oh, they're going to come out. They're going to have him come out and beat up on Karrion Cross. Not even a match. He just beats up on him, makes him cry a little Could bit. Be. Also, Shayna Baszler set to take on Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Uh, that should be good, but it'll probably be weird somehow. <laughs> yeah, it will. It'll <laughs> probably be Nia before the match saying that Shayna can't win. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Priest issues U.S. title open challenge. He's already got a match against uh, uh, Sheamus at Extreme Rules. Sheamus, yeah, at Extreme Rules. So Is Sheamus going to answer this challenge? I hope so. I really like Seamus these days with his hunch. Hey, fella, I'm going to take your gold. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rhea Ripley is going to fight Natalia. Mm. Natalia is going to lose this match. 
Yeah, it seems that way. Rhea and Nikki A.S.H. are apparently now the number one contenders for the, the women's tag titles, as opposed to Shotzi and Tegan Knox, who had beat the champions three times already. Doesn't make any sense. They should do an Extreme Rules triple threat between all three of these they teams. They should. That would make a ton of sense. It uh, would make the New sense. Day, it makes sense. It would make sense. The New Day team up with Mansoor and Mustafa Ali against AJ Styles, Abbas, Mace, and T-Bar. Bad guys are going to win this one. Yeah, it seems that one, way, considering yeah. Mansoor and, and Ali are not exactly on the same page. And, the, and yeah, the other guys have Amos. And I know he doesn't always have to be in the match, but still. He'll probably pick up the pin on, like, Mansoor or Either something. Mansoor or Ali. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, how about we answer some questions? We've got a bunch of great questions Sounds here. Sounds like a great On idea. the Twitter, follow Going and Raw. On the Twitter, uh, at Real going in raw just to make sure. remember that time there was that podcast that was also called going in raw mm-hmm. like, and they started like mm-hmm. years after we did and then they were like oh mm-hmm. we should probably change our name and then i don't know uh, kaufman manturn says which wrestler most exemplifies the aura of an arby's beef and cheddar <coughs> so who's like just oh a beef and cheddar i prefer the arby's melt because it doesn't have that sauce they get that sweet sauce on the beef and cheddar no, I've, I've uh, literally have had Arby's once in the past 10 years. Um, same. Like, I think there was that time that you and I got a meat mountain uh, yeah. for a video like 10 years ago. Yeah. And then it was like a couple months ago I got Yeah, it. I don't know if I've been back since. Yeah, that was kind of all you needed. So who's a yeah, wrestler really. that you get to see once and you really don't need again? Well, I mean, if it was if it was prior to the heel turn, you can make the case that Otis was a, a beef and cheddar. Speaking of Otis, did you see what I got today? I to yes, I did. He posted on Twitter just to infuriate me. I was at. I had to run into Seven Eleven to get something yesterday uh, outside the fair. And was it? On, was that on the bargain bin? No, it was like they got. Oh, Macho T asked me if the suit, if the briefcase comes off, and it does. Or I just took it off. Look at this, though. I got a Otis Money in the Bank Funko Pop. To celebrate the greatest moment in going in Raw history. No, it's your your greatest moment. Not the mo- greatest moment going in Raw history. Look at that. Hardly. Hardly. Great. So, yeah, to Macho T, it does come off. Because you have to give it to The Miz. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good stuff. Let's see. I'll put it somewhere we can see. So you can answer, you can answer Manturn's question. Well, it's a question. Oh. Uh, yeah, Otis isn't a terrible answer. Oh, this is a good answer. That's a good answer. All right. Uh, B-Man. How or, would you or, book yeah, Wyndham? People are saying Dijak. It's an Arby's night. Yeah. B-Man, how would you book Wyndham Rotunda's debut in AEW and Impact? How would you book a return if WWE rehired him? <laughs> um, that would be rehired him. He'd just do a... a, a like a reboot of Firefly Funhouse. And he but burst through the door. Yeah, he super- would he, he would like make fun of like he'd have like an unemployment line or something uh, silly in it. Uh in AEW, whatever that weird thing was, maybe he was he was working on another iteration of the fiend, but he tweeted out that oh, like, that mask. That yeah. mask. Um I would I would sort of introduce him as sort of like um like his arrival is preceded by some sort of not literal disease, but like people start as certain people start acting strange, 
you know, uh, just randomly on, on various random shows, they'll, they start muttering stuff like, you know, I got the whole world in my hands or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it'll sort of portend the arrival of uh, Wyndham Rotunda. Something like that. Yep. I don't know. Or he'd be That's like cool. a movie critic. <laughs> It'd oh, be vignettes where that? he's a movie critic. How about that? I don't know. What vocation would you give Wyndham Rotunda? Um, someone who works on the docks. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's good. Organized crime guy like in The Wire. Oh, all right. An importer-exporter. <laughs> there you go. Was he a debut as Art Vandalay? <laughs> yes, Art Vandalay, importer export. Man, my name's Art Vandalay. I'm an export importer exporter. What and then next you? week he he he's in he he works in latex. Yeah, I'm a marine biologist, man. Ricky Scurvy says, "Can I be a mod? You are a mod. You are a mod, Ricky. You are. Ricky, come on, man. Ask some good questions in this thread on heels." Because that show is my new favorite thing, man. I was watching it last night. It was thrilling. Uh, Metacon says, uh, let's celebrate two huge milestones in professional wrestling that happened the past couple weeks. Number one, Steven Larson together again. Yeah, the second half of our NXT review, Xfinity turned face, cut Larson's internet, and sent him over here so that we were in the same room together. Yep. Uh, and he says, to the formation of the APC, the anti-peep crew, he says, make the shirts, have a great week, guys. Yeah, the APC, I like that. And the funny thing is, you're APC also. I'm not. You I'm are. Not. You, that was the other big revelation. Force, keep trying to force that. I'm not. I'm you not. said you are not a fan of Christian Cage. I did not say that. I said I'm not a huge fan. I've never been a huge fan of Christian Cage. That doesn't mean I dislike him at all. Uh, I, we gotta, I, I gotta go back and look at the tape. We need it. We need another channel for some of these conversations that we have outside the show, like on the pre-show and post-show and stuff. Um, so, uh, we need to put our heads together on that one, man. A new, ch- what's our new channel going to be called? Cause I need a place for like fast food reviews and wrestle farts. Of course. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. You said wrestle farts was exclusively for content related to farts and wrestling. Uh, I'm sure we can work farts into every video. Can't be that hard. Uh, Heel long heavy. How does AEW best capitalize on the popularity of Hook? Oh man, you know, dude, there's a name WWE could go after. Put him in the 24/7 title scene. Yeah, that's probably where he'd go right away. I mean, I feel like they're all. I mean, give him his own line of shirts for one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when is he actually going to wrestle? I don't know. That'd be that'd be a good first step. That's a good first step. Put yeah. him in the ring. Have the dude wrestle. People would mark out huge for that. He could instantly yeah. main a main event a pay per view. Uh, let's see here. Who is this? Rasslin Fitz says any obvious picks for songs to be licensed for wrestler themes that would fit perfectly. Well, other than the final countdown for Brian Daniels, I saw on my uh, on my Instagram. So I have no idea to not look. I did not look any further than just like an Instagram picture of Danielson and a little headline. And I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. But I don't know if you'd heard that uh, about this. Was the final countdown too expensive for AEW? Oh, I, I don't know. You hadn't heard anything not, about that. Again, no, 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 I no. saw this on Instagram 
zero, maybe zero credibility. I have no idea. Maybe this is from Meltzer. Maybe it's from Sean. I don't know who it is. I'm just, I just saw it on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Lord Ziffer, do you guys see any way that Balor wins the title Extreme Rules? They would not really take away the mystique of their attraction in the Demon King by having him lose, right? Oh, he's yeah. Not the title. He's, he's not, not winning win. the title. He's going to lose. He's not winning the title. He's totally going to lose. Oh, did Mel? So who said this? Somebody in chat said Meltzer said it. Michael Soto no. says, I think Meltzer said so. That's the extent of the sourcing on that. So grain of salt. Michael Obviously. Sodope says, I think Meltzer said it. <laughs> it's, so, it's such an unimportant thing. It really doesn't matter. So it's like, what do we care? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was the, wait, what was the question? Oh, no, yeah, Finn Balor's not going to win. No, yeah, not he's a chance. Not winning. He's no. not winning. Uh, Kobe, if you could only pick two, who would you take to AEW and who would you leave in WB? So there's four choices. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Champa, Gargano. Two go to AEW, the other two remain in WWE. Oh, easy. It's a the Steen and Generico. Generico. Yeah, that's the easy answer. That's easy. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Champa's only like what, thirty five? Yeah. Looks forty five. Um Gargano is probably around the same age, but he looks ten years younger than he should. Uh so yeah, no. I mean keep them around in NXT. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in three years they can go to AEW. I don't know. There you go. Champa literally said he's he only feels he's halfway through his career. Yeah. He said that, and he's been a big proponent for these NXT changes, which is another reason why I think probably going to put that title on him. It's entirely possible. Because he's because uh, he has positive thoughts about the company he's working for. Could be. You know, I just thought, I didn't think about this when I said Pete Dunn. Whatever happened to his contract deal? I thought it was up after SummerSlam. No say. I don't know. Oh, That's well, another reason because eliminate. who knows what his contract status is yeah, like. Yeah, I just thought about that. Yeah, that kind of puts the Pete Dunn uh, uh, case in doubt. Uh, Anthony Tobias is rewatching Marvel's What If with my kids, and have you guys ever had a What If idea with any promotions? Um, I had actually had an idea that I was going to toss to to Rob because we he calls had himself. A show that that was called WWF. Yeah, that's right. Wrestling what ifs. Games. Yeah. Yeah. We just sort of lazily threw it together with video game stuff, though. Because, yeah. but yeah, it was like a what if uh, Macho Man and Shawn Michaels uh, WrestleMania feud actually, actually happened. And then we just like had, you know, we just played the video game for 10 minutes. Um, but no, it was a solid idea. I threw the same kind of idea to Rob. I was like, hey, what if you do this? But like, you're the Rob Zerver. You know, it's kind of like the. Mm hmm. The, the what's his face Owatu in Marvel the Watcher oh yeah 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 you know yeah yeah and with, with Rob's voice oh man that'd be great that could be good that could be really good uh, Josh Fields looking five to seven years into the future who do you see as the top stars in the business which brand company do you see these stars competing on I think five to seven years I think uh MJF is still going to be, he's going to be like a main event and plus guy, you know, five mm-hmm. to seven years from now. Hangman, mm-hmm. same with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I It'll be interesting to see where Jungle Boy is in five to seven years. Yeah, I was going to bring him up too. Because they're obviously very high on him. I, I feel like he's going to need some sort of heel turn or something to sort of propel him to get some time on the microphone. Because by and large, he doesn't yeah. really speak that much. So no. besides having a great look and being a pretty decent wrestler, 
not a lot there to chew yeah. on. Yeah, he needs he needs to flesh out his character a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, what do you th- what do you guys think is the root of the divisiveness? The divisiveness, sorry, divisiveness. of wrestling fans. Are there similarities in other fandoms? Why do many root for one company to fail and others succeed? Personally, I love that both AEW, WWE, and Impact, New Japan, MLW, etc. We're killing it with great content. So, Does it exist in other yeah. fandoms? Oh, a thousand percent. Every fandom. There isn't a yes. fandom around that has multiple competing, and even within fandoms. I'm sure there's people in the Harry Potter world that are just like, oh, no, this is better than that or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this Deathly Hallows is better than Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. Did I get that right? You did. <laughs> I have no I, That's all I know about Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't know anything about it either. Um, yeah. Oh God, people in the Star Wars fandom. Oh, the prequels suck. No, the prequels are the best. That kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. everywhere. And honestly, it I think it's just—it sort of isn't. It? It's just perpetual by social media, isn't it? Everybody allows people to group up a bit more and be more and more toxic about stuff. Yeah, that's that's the traditional one. Is always Star Wars and Star Trek. That that goes back yeah. to conventions and newsletters back in the eighties, probably. So yeah, that happens everywhere. Tribalism is a thing that's exacerbated by social media, and then that's just yep. where we—that's yep. where we live these days. Uh, let's see here. Uh, White Brownie asks: With the rebrand debut of NXT tomorrow, should main event and 205 Live become a rebranded Velocity or Heat? Yes. Why not? Those names are awesome. Just do it. I think that'd be great. Especially 205 because it's not—it's not the cruiserweight show anymore. You know? Why do they give even it a name call that? It that? that that best, you know, epitomizes what the show actually is. That'll be the thing where they have the, the like a, the, they were talking about a tournament with points or something. How about this? That's the show where you go, if you're a lower level guy, and the first person to get 205 points. Oh, there you go. Goes to Raw or SmackDown. There you go. See, that's a story. You like that? Uh, Nikhil says, yesterday in soccer, Harvey Elliott suffered a gruesome-looking injury to his leg, and I Ooh. wish I never saw it, no. although it got me thinking. Apart yeah. from Sid, yeah, yeah. individually, yeah. what is the one injury in wrestling that made you the most squeamish? The one we were there for, of course. Supreme getting lit on fire and watching the flesh drip from his arm. Yes. It's horrible. Yes. And we were there yeah. for that. Um, beyond that, I've never seen Hayabusa. I've only seen a still. I've never seen that. I've seen, I think, somewhere, and it's funny because I haven't been able to see it yet because every once in a while I'll be like, did I remember seeing that? I thought I saw a still of like right before Draws was injured, and that freaks me out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're all, you know, all that stuff is, is pretty bad. Yeah, when you see Seth, somebody mentioned Seth's knee. You know, oh yeah, that was that, that was, was kind of awkward. When you see Sasha kick Paige in the back, that's rough to know that her career ended right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I don't like seeing any. I get I get very not like scream. I don't literally get like nauseous. I just can't. I don't like looking at that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NJWP, which wrestling company has the best merchandise these days, in your opinion? Probably probably 
here's one way I could give WWE the edge. Most of the stuff they design in-house is not that great. Yeah. But they do a lot of collaborations outside. That's true. That's totally and true. And most yeah. of those are pretty solid. I saw a great looking uh, Ultimate Warrior shirt. Um, mm-hmm. Was it the mall? Was it like Zoomies or I think it was Zoomies? Yeah. And there was like a it was like a warrior, but it was like um like a line drawing of them. Oh. Like the kind look kind of like a GI Joe cartoonish type thing. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just it was just it looked really cool. You're totally right about that. They have some awesome collaborations. That's a good point. And they they even on WWE Shop they have like a whole line of like shirts that look like zines. Mm-hmm. Um, of like wrestlers from like the mid nineties, like the click is in there. Uh, yeah. they actually do have a lot of cool stuff. It's just never the stuff that's really promoted all that much on their show. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, Gareth. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Gareth. One of our happy awesome, birthday, awesome Gareth. mods over here. Yes. Uh, says has storytelling and wrestling ever hit you in the feels and made you cry. Uh, yeah, I think probably yes, because I'm not afraid to cry. No, I'm not either. Um, um I think at WrestleMania, the, the magnitude of the moment between Sasha and Bianca. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I feeling a bit emotional there. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think when Kofi won the title at WrestleMania, I got a little, I got a little, a little misty, a little misty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got a little misty when uh, Ilya beat Walter. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I didn't like ball. I don't think I ever bawled. I've never like, oh, good. And like snot comes down. I've never like ugly cried. No. Oh, my God. He stacked yeah. them. He stacked Edge and Daniel Bryan. I can't remember the last time anything made me cry to the extent where it's not coming out of the nose. Yeah, it's. I don't think I've. Actually, I can't. I can't. Yeah, not, I mean, like in real life. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not wrestling related, though. Yeah, I can remember that stuff. Uh, let's see here. The the Biconic Mike Regan says, uh, Hangman reunites the Dark Order and dethrones Kenny as champion. Who do you see as the next chapter in his story? He says he thinks a heel CM Punk would be a natural enemy. Yeah, I'd say like a year from now, Punk should turn heel and go after uh, Hangman. Yeah, but like right after he wins the title, I think the first guy up should probably be MJF. And then he and MJF loses, but then you come back around to that like a year later or something like that. And he's the one that takes the belt from from Page. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Tom talks rubbish. No questions. Just want to say thanks again for an amazing interview for my YouTube channel. You guys are so down to earth and your community has been so supportive and kind. Can't thank you enough. Much love, friendos. Well, thanks, Tom. It was it was a lot of fun being on on your show. It's a fun interview. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Uh, let's. Oh wow, Sean Lathrop. I saw that the sinister minister James Mitchell hosts and performs karaoke shows now. Oh wow. What wrestlers would you like to see karaoke, and what songs would they sing? I like to see Triple H do some Motorhead because I feel like the dude has probably does that in his car or something. Probably the off chance he drives on it. Yeah, or in the shower. Yeah, Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades washing, washing his back. Yeah, singing the Ace of Spades <laughs> under his armpits. The Ace of Spades. <coughs> uh, let's see here. 
nope. Uh, okay, got that one. Oh, here we go. The wild dude. To steal a question from Brian Zane that I want to hear your guys' opinions on. What are some ways AW can bolster its female audience, aside from the obvious, have more high-profile women's feuds and wrestlers? Well, isn't that the obvious answer is the right one, though? Have higher-profile women's feuds and wrestlers. I mean, I don't think... I think also making an effort to include that on Dynamite, you know? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Higher profile, put it on Dynamite. Let's see it happen. Um, or on Rampage, you got you got three hours now. You got three hours now. Yep. You can do it. Although Meltzer says yes. that uh, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker are supposed to have a big deal uh, in early 2022. So. Oh, yeah. A, deal, a big cage match, apparently. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny reading his, reading his newsletter because I was looking at all the star ratings. And it's like he was oh, obviously wow. really hyped on the show early on because it was like four stars, four stars, four stars, four stars, three and a half stars. <laughs> One star for QT versus Big Show. But he gave like Miro versus Kingston four stars and Britt versus Statlander four stars. And I'm like, oh, those are really good matches. But then he gave um, what did he give? He gave Christian versus Kenny like four and a quarter stars. So he just put that barely above Miro versus Kingston, which hmm. I don't know about that. I feel what like give uh, the cage match like oh, five and a half, like a million. It was uh yeah. five and three quarters. Yeah, that was a good match. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, it's in the conversation for the best cage match and best tag match." And I'm like, "Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was really 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 good. It's the same best ever that these at this point. Like nothing still to my nothing beats Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers. Like yeah. still to this day, I don't think anything beats that. Yeah, that was such a damn good match." Because I had emotion to it. And I would still put that above uh, Kenny and Hangman versus the Bucks, which I would still put above Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. Yeah, I'd have to watch that match again. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it because it looks like we've answered most of these questions. Want to say thanks to everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, till now, yeah, till, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen on Ron. Somebody asked earlier, hey, if he wins the title, you're going to go live tonight? Nope. We're going to still do it tomorrow at noon. We're like AEW. We don't finish watching Raw till about 11 o'clock Tuesday morning. We stick with the way we do things. Yep. Anyways. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.